Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Star Wars Beyond the Real, the uh, Star Wars podcast that doesn't come at you weekly, doesn't come at you daily, sometimes doesn't even come at you monthly, but it comes at you whenever we feel like it. <laughs> I'm Chase, and with me as always, co-piloting this crazy ship is Preston. Preston, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, it's been quite a while since we've recorded. It feels good to be back yeah. in the closet uh, studio <laughs> that I've set up. <laughs> In the closet. You're, you're in the closet now, huh? I am. Yeah, hopefully it's not too echoey. <laughs> well, I'm still in place. my... <laughs> I'm still in my same old office that looks the same as the last time uh, you came over and recorded, which is, uh, you know, still missing half of my Star Wars memorabilia on the wall. So one of these days I'm going to get to it. <laughs> you got them in boxes or something? No, I still have, like all the posters and stuff that go on the wall are still just like over here on the floor. My, uh, my giant X wing, um, fell off the ceiling the other day Oh no! and like knocked down half my droids. (laughs) And, uh, I just kind of looked at it and was like, uh, and then I went back to doing what I was doing. I was like, I'll get to that. (laughs) Those are, those are definitely star Wars fan, uh, problems right there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My my X wing knocked over my droids. (laughs) (laughs) fell from the sky one day scared the crap out of me that's for sure so so preston how did you feel about that uh that new mandalorian trailer oh so good um yeah i feel like if we (laughs) if we actually went on that bit for a little while uh our our one or two listeners would be like wait a second did i miss it (laughs) yeah they'd be searching youtube wait a second they'll find those like you know how everyone's doing like the fake ones where they're like season two trailer and then they've cut some like weird scenes from the first season mm. uh, and with some that. like weird music. Oh, people do it all the time. And Just it, to get clicks. It drives me crazy. Just to get clicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make it seem like it was posted. I hate those, so. uh, those like uh, articles that'll say everything we know about season two Mandalorian. And then you open up the article and there's like a million ads and you have to like click next to, to like yeah. reload ads each time. And then you, as you read through it, you realize everything you know is nothing. Right. <laughs> like the whole article basically it says we don't know when it's coming out, we don't know when the trailer is, we don't know who's cast. It's like, okay, why why'd you make this article if you don't know anything? <laughs> we know that John Favreau is involved in season 2. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Mandalorian yeah. might be in it. <laughs> what was that? The Mandalorian himself might make an appearance oh, yeah. in season 2. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, might contain Din Djarin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I can't believe it's not out yet, man. Because mm-hmm. it's coming out in October. And is it? Really? As, yeah, as we record today, which is September 1st, yes. uh, we, we, yeah, we've got a month till October. I mean, we've got a month until Squadrons comes out, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about. Um, but about two months from Mandalorian 2, or Season 2, and nothing. No, no advertising for it whatsoever. Right. Not even yeah. a, not even a special event in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fortnite's got the big uh, Marvel thing going on right now, so it can't. Yeah, can't I keep, do Star keep Wars hearing stuff. about that. Okay, well, here's the side thing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, my side thing was that the Marvel Avengers video game came out today. Oh really? Yeah. I've heard mixed reviews on that, but it yeah. kind of does look cool. I was excited uh, at first, played... and I heard some reviews, and I was like, eh, I don't think I'm actually going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I never spend my money on games, but I always watch people play them and go, huh, maybe one day, <laughs> when it's on discount, when it's $10 yeah. in the store. Um, have you played Fall Guys at all? 
I do not have a PlayStation, so I have not. Okay, that's that's my problem too. I just have an Xbox and a Mac, so I don't have a PC to play it on either. No. But man, that game looks fun, man. It looks like a ton of fun. I've been watching a ton of videos. Like even my six-year-old son, he's like, "Play the the falling people videos," and so we'll watch <laughs> them together. Yeah, it it just looks like a blast to play. It looks like such innocent fun that would get you so frustrated that you'd want to mm-hmm. throw your controller through your TV. So exactly. I'm sure that's going to be the next Fortnite. Like, they're going to have, like, Star Wars skins and stuff that we're going to see. Well, since we're on the topic, did you hear about the skin bidding war? No. So the the studio that made Fall Guys, they said, um, whoever donates the most money to charity will get to choose a skin that goes into the game. Really? Yeah. And I don't remember that's who won cool. it, but, like, a bunch of people were tr- throwing their stuff in there, um, and it, like, went from, like, 50,000 to 100,000 and it kept going up and up and up and then at the last minute um, the only person I remember who won is uh, Mr. Beast who's a YouTuber who all his videos are about like how much money he spends um, mm-hmm. he, he teamed up with four or three other organizations like companies and they together donated a million dollars so hmm. yeah so Fall Guy said that they're going to put four new skins in one for each of the people that contributed uh, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand. So pretty crazy. So it was, it was, it was just like kind of normal people, though. No, it sounds like it wasn't like, uh, like Jeff Bezos isn't gonna step in and be like, here's, you know, ten million dollars, which is a sneeze for me, and exactly. you're gonna make the new skin on Amazon driver. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, Mr. Beast. I mean, he's he's basically a company at this point because he's a big part. Oh, okay. YouTuber. So like YouTube personalities. Well, one of them was a YouTube personality. I think the rest were kind of companies. Oh, okay. So kind of cool, and, and all that money went to charity. Um, so that was neat. So so big big names like me and you, you know. Yes. We're, yeah. I pretty, put in a penny. pretty popular out there, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're uh, huge I raised content you creators. One million dollars and one penny. <laughs> That's a, a The Office reference. Uh, I'll give the penny. You give the million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well. Hopefully we get a trailer soon. Still holding my breath. Still, still waiting around for it. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about a little bit off air before we recorded how we both were kind of expecting to see it uh, during celebration, right? Uh, which was this past weekend was supposed to be celebration. Mm-hmm. I have written on the show notes uh, under our like catch up and housekeeping for the week or the month or the year, however long it takes for us to record, uh, and it says <laughs> celebration this week. Sad face. Sad face. Because That's right. it was so it was depressing. Kind of weird. Yeah, because usually celebration is what two a two day event with like trailers it, and well Chicago panels. it was five days. Yeah, I think five this days. was a four day event. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's even longer. Yeah. It's, it's usually like yeah. a huge event with lots of panels, lots of people talking, and usually some reveals of some sort. Like even if it's just right. novels or something. Um, there were a couple things that came out this week, but I was kind of expecting them to put out something but it sounds like they've actually held on to a lot of their stuff maybe for absolutely two years from now like i mean you know who did it right was dc fandom yeah oh yeah did you hear about that, was that amazing i watched some of it yeah yeah oh yeah I, I i didn't watch any of it live but um i really like listening to um mr sunday movies or the yeah. weekly planet We're the same and on that. they went into great detail about everything and 
boy, man, they just gave out so much news and information and yeah. had an entertaining, you know, virtual con, basically. It was like mm-hmm. a panel that the whole world could attend. Uh, and, man, would I have loved to see something like that for Star Wars this last weekend. Mm-hmm. That would have... I would have taken the day off, I think, just to, you know, soak right. in all that information. Um, but, last that didn't happen. Part of me wonders is the reason they didn't do something like that or even release any news is because I wonder if a lot of the news and trailers um or footage that they were planning on showing at this star wars celebration uh was all affected by the productions being shut mm. down for covid right so maybe everything because i wonder to the point where they couldn't show anything right like i mean a, a trailer for mandalorian would have been a given either way right mm-hmm. but maybe if they had like some test footage or even just some a teaser trailer for kenobi if they were able to start kenobi when they did yeah um well, no, I think Kenobi would have been pushed further, though. Yeah, the really only two big things that are coming out soon are um, Star Wars Squadrons, the video game, right, um, and the High Republic kind of launch of a new era um, novels. And I don't know when those novels are coming out, but those were like the two big things I was kind of hoping to hear more about this week uh, and didn't really get a ton. And Mandalorian, yeah. obviously, but... I'm pretty sure one of the novels was pushed, actually. Was it? I thought the first novel was supposed to drop, like, soon, like, even this week. Huh. Um, and it was pushed back because of the Rona. Well, that's what. So. Th- that's why we didn't record for so long. Our production um, team, we, you know, we, we let them all stay at home, stay safe. They didn't that's have right. to come into the studio and do their day jobs and help us produce mm-hmm. this podcast. And so... Yeah, we're just you know we're we're saving saving the world uh, one you know not recording session at a time. <laughs> uh, has nothing to do with um, our own worth ethic or, or my personal worth ethic. <laughs> exactly, no, I wouldn't put it all on you. I think we both yeah. have just kind of been like eh. <laughs> the apathy. Yeah. I don't think it's so much the coronavirus um, as just like the apathy that comes with never leaving your home oh i totally agree totally agree i i mean i even had a hard time um today like so i'm back in school um and this school i attend they're doing like so i I go like tuesday thursday and so tuesday uh, i'm supposed to go via stream and then thursday i go uh in person Mm -hmm. um, to try to keep the numbers down so there's only like ever eight people in the classroom at a time and uh, I try to go to the gym every day. And today, because I, I didn't work, I had streaming school. I got up to go to the gym, and I'm like, do I really want to? Like, I'm going to have to drive all the way to the campus to get in there, work out, shower, whatever, come back, stream class. And it just is like, that seems stupid to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> why would I leave my house? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's... I did it. It was a small workout, but... <laughs> I mean, that's something. That's a big accomplishment nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, we did uh, get get out and uh, have some fun uh, last week, you and I that's and right. some of our other friends. Uh, we went and saw Empire Strikes Back in the theaters. Uh, a lot of our local movie theaters have reopened, um, and they don't really have any big new films to put out, aside from Tenant, which is supposed to come out, I think, this weekend in Salt Lake. So. Yeah, it, it already came um, out. It's been, it's been out. Oh, it hasn't? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, maybe maybe I'll check that out. 
don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we saw we saw Empire, uh, mm-hmm. and that was that was a bucket of laughs. That was a, a fun time. Yeah, it was so. a ton of fun. Um, it was my first time ever seeing, um, I think any of the original trilogies in theaters. Uh, really? Yeah, because I I didn't catch them in the '90s when they came out again on special edition. Um, so it was awesome, and, and you and I were kind of talking about it the entire time. Uh, and one of the things that we noticed was that like the set pieces were a lot more noticeable when you have it on that giant screen. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. It was really neat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that in depth more as we go on later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, we're gonna we're gonna knock out the news, and then I think yeah, we're gonna spend some time just kind of talking about that experience uh, and kind of celebrating the 40th anniversary of empire strikes back um just like celebration would have done if it was really a thing ah it just breaks my heart so much and okay i saw i'm gonna touch on this real quick i saw the celebration um uh, so youtube put out or star wars uh, on youtube put out something that they called uh celebration celebration okay (laughs) Uh, and they showed a bunch of like old celebration clips of like George Lucas and Dave Filoni and um, things that really have never surfaced until now mm-hmm. uh, from older ones. And at the end, when they were signing off, they're like, "Oh, we're so sad we can't be with you guys this year, but we'll we'll see you next go around at 2022." <laughs> and I was just like, my heart broke. Yeah. I'm like 2022. Yeah. I've got to wait two more years. Like it's kind of good for them because that's supposedly when the next film's coming out, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's, I, I thought it was every year, um, but yeah, I realized this time that it was every two years, and that's that's a long time to wait. Yeah, and they have done every year before. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure they did one in 15, and then they did one in 16 as well mm. when Rogue One came out. So they're kind of all over the map with their yeah. scheduling, but. It's not like a convention. It's just their own thing. It's not like FanX or uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. I mean, it is a con in the sense... I mean, it's all Star Wars. Right. Um, But they have like a showroom floor, and they have a bunch of vendors come, Mm -hmm. um, and they have a bunch of panels. So, yeah. It's a a fun time. Well, should we get into the news? Should we punch it? Should we punch it? Punch it! Punch it! Punch it! Punch it! All right, so Preston, it looks like the first story on the list here is one that you put up. You want to go ahead and uh, and jump into that a little bit? Yeah. Um. Here, let me. Oh, get notifications. Um. Let me open up the article. Yeah. So I just saw a little tidbit. Um. Google will. Uh, kind of push some Star Wars related news at me every once in a while give me a little notification on my phone Yeah. Uh, and this one was an article by the Daily Mail that uh, I guess Daisy Ridley um, did a little bit of an interview um, and let's see her quote was um, weirdly at the beginning of the year nothing was coming through as in jobs so she was uh, had just finished The Rise of Skywalker um, back in January she was looking for some new gigs uh, she said nothing was coming through um, and she says, I was like, ah, no one wants to employ me. Uh, there were actually loads of things that I auditioned for at the beginning of the year and didn't get any of them. Um, 
uh, I had that moment of, uh, oh my God, when they just thought, uh, and then just thought everything is in, everything in its right time. Sorry, I cannot read apparently. <laughs> she has a weird syntax that I'm not used to. Anyway, um, yeah, the story was that, uh, yeah, she, she was auditioning to, for stuff at the beginning of the year, end of last year, uh, and didn't get any of the parts, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and that, your thoughts on that. that that tends to be the the curse um, of you know mm-hmm. tentpole uh, films for for studios. I think that a lot of, I mean, people have talked about that in the past. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we saw that with Harry Potter, especially uh, for a yeah. while. You know, now we right. see Emma Watson is is getting some jobs. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is killing it. I love a lot of the movies, yeah. like Guns Akimbo. He's um, doing a lot more Swiss indie Army stuff. Man. I've noticed it's so much fun. Yeah. I love his stuff. And I don't know if that's necessarily by choice or, uh, you know, like because he's not getting hired on, on these major motion pictures or it's just that mm. he's, you know, prefers these indie films. So I'm not I think it's a little bit of both. Probably. He's kind of a weird guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he's a very but, odd, odd duck, but he's, he's hilarious. So I think that he likes those weird, sh- those weird gigs. But, um, yeah, I think, I think if he had a chance, he would do something big. He just maybe didn't. And for, for the the new crew here in Star Wars, I, I was thinking like, it's it's kind of crazy. Like you get this one big shot, uh, and for many of them, it's like their first motion picture, right? Yeah. Um. And, and and I don't know much about like how the industry works, but it almost seems like just because you got one big one, and because it was Star Wars and it was so big, does that mean that you're automatically entitled to getting more gigs? No, like, does not it mean that you're a good actor? And, and I think that's something we saw, like, with the original crew, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, Mark Hamill didn't get a lot of work. And people would blame right. it on the fact that he, uh, you know, they didn't want to see the actor and go, oh, that's Luke Skywalker. You know, they wanted him to play right. the character they played. And so that's why he was successful in voiceover. Um, but it also Harrison could Ford be, did really well. Yeah, exactly. It, but it could be the fact for Mark Hamill, and my mom keeps mentioning this every time we talk about Star Wars. She goes, you know, the, the acting was never really good. And I'm at me. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's perfect. It's the exact way it should have always been. There's nothing that could have been better. But that's because that's the way I grew up with it. So I do wonder if you know, casting agencies and stuff saw that and was like, yeah, it wasn't that great. But you know, the acting. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're good enough to to have a career and to be in the biz. Um, certainly that way with Carrie Fisher. I mean, I think she's very talented and deserved to be in all the roles she was yeah. in. With Mark Hamill, or sorry, not Mark Hamill, with Harrison Ford, the interesting thing to me is his next big film that kind of launched him even further um, was Indiana Jones, right? And so that was... Lucasfilm. With Lucasfilm, exactly. Um, So I wonder if that opened him up more because people saw, Mm -hmm. oh, he can be the action hero in the sci-fi, he can be the action hero in the, you know, swashbuckling... Nazi fighting, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. And so they thought, oh, he could be the action hero in anything. And then he was, you know, yeah. Declan Harp. Or not Declan Harp. Sorry, that's Frontier. Um, what's his character's name um, in Blade Runner? Now you've got Declan. Declan is his name, isn't it? Declan. Is it just Declan? There's no last name? Or Declan might so. be his last name? Yeah, I think it's his last name. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. But... Yeah, they. She, hopefully, she's not getting the the case of uh, mm-hmm. the tentpole curse, as I guess we can call it. <laughs> right. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's an it's an interesting struggle because you've got like one big notch on your belt, like it's huge. Um, yeah, these three films, but uh, I still feel like she's not, you know, she's not uh, Kate Beckinsale or I don't even know who that is, but like they're not the house. <laughs> she's not like a she's not like a seasoned actress that can show her range yet. Like she still has to do a lot of proving. Yeah, absolutely. Now, financially, I don't think she ever has to worry. Uh, (laughs) Especially, I was reading an article uh, recently about um, SAG, which is Screen Actors Guild, and the WGA, Uh which is Writers Guild of America, um, wanting uh, residuals for streaming. And so they're in a legal battle right now because, you know, they get residuals anytime something plays, like on television. Um, They get residuals from at-home purchases. But until now they haven't received any residual income from streaming and so if they win that which it looks like they will um yeah she'll be collecting money for the rest of her life as long as that thing's on disney plus so right which is going to be forever so yeah interesting one interesting thing about this story or that kind of came to mind um are established actors because i think it's kind of what you're saying about having uh you know, a resume under your belt and proving yourself. You look at like Ewan McGregor, he wasn't affected by star Wars at all. Like it did not slow down his career one bit. And if anything, it helped propel it. Same thing with Samuel Jackson. And it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with Poe Dameron. I think that Oscar Isaac is going to have the easiest time getting roles. Um, and same thing with Adam driver. Now, Adam driver wasn't as established as Oscar Isaac was, but Adam Driver did so much during that trilogy, uh, yeah. That he's just got such a big resume and a lot of like award-winning films too. So he's right. Like Marriage Story. Did you ever see that? I did not. You should check that out. Um, it's a, that's a really good film. It's one of those films that like, if you're not married, it might make you never want to get married. But if you are married, <laughs> it'll make you never want to get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah because it just shows the horrible horrible stickiness of, of going through a divorce especially if you have children yeah. so there's um that that's not the one where he's like a a cop right no um because he did one where he was a cop with um with uh, bill murray oh and it's kind of like a zombie one yeah, yeah i i never saw that one i watched the first like 20 minutes of that and didn't really like it so mm. i stopped He's a cop in Black Klansman, but that's a totally different movie. No, yeah, that's another one that I need to see. Oh, you haven't seen that? You go mm-hmm. check that one out. That's an incredible film. Um, but yeah, Marriage Story, man. You, you should check out Marriage Story too. I think it's free on Netflix. And uh, okay, yeah, it's it's the one that you've probably seen a lot of memes um, where he's like yelling at Scarlett Johansson, and he's like, "Don't compare me to my father," or whatever. Uh, people have made <laughs> memes about Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Han Solo, yep. <laughs> so. That, and that was also the one where um, uh, an uh, NPR uh, interviewer started playing a clip from it, and he got upset and walked out of the interview. Sorry, your your audio cut out there. Did you say that again? Yeah, the, the, the what is it, marriage story? Wedding story? Marriage? Yeah, marriage story. Mary story. That's the one where um, a, a, an interviewer wanted to show him a clip of, of himself acting, and he said, no, I don't want to watch it, and he walked out of the interview. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's weird. Why would the interview be like, no, I don't care. I don't care about what interests you. That <laughs> you're the subject of my interview. That's weird. Mm. Um, well, let's move on to the next story. Uh, because, you know, the first story wasn't about marriage story. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> It says, new rumors on the untitled Obi-Wan series and Ahsoka's role in The Mandalorian. Uh, The main thing I want to touch on this article, again, it's kind of rumor speculation. Um, A lot of the information was coming from the Kessel Run transmission, who, um, as I've said on previous shows, that is a source of guys that I trust. Uh, They tend to be pretty accurate with everything they, they, they report on. Um, they did say <laughs> in their video that they're not accurate on when things drop because they did say um, the trailer was going to drop last week uh, for Mando Season 2 and a couple of other things that they were wrong about uh, release dates. But that aside, their rumors um, tend to be pretty true. Um, so if you don't want to hear anything about Obi-Wan series or The Mandalorian, uh, maybe tune out for a little while. But essentially what they're talking about um are seeing luke and leia as children in the obi-wan series um because it sounds like there was a casting call put out for uh eight-year-old skywalker twins so how do you think that's going to play into the series like with luke it's kind of obvious right um because he's going to be watching over luke like that's that's his job on tatooine with leia do you think he's going to kind of watch over Leia as well? Is he going to go to Alderaan from time to time? Is he going to... That would be my thought, yeah, is that he would maybe leave... Ta- I, I don't think that he spent the entire time just sitting in a cave on Tatooine. Um, yeah. I think he he went out and uh, probably looked after Leia a little bit as well. I would I would expect him to have pretty good relations with Bale, like, throughout this whole time. Yeah. Um, you know, just sitting around. Well, and I would waiting. say that because we we know that it's not just going to be him sitting around watching Luke. Um, there has to be some sort of conflict, and so I'm gonna my my guess is that there's going to be something that's threatening them, that's threatening to Luke and Leia, and so he's going to have to go out and um, deal with it. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to see, and I I am excited to see Alderaan again. I mean, we only got a glimpse of it um, in Episode Three. And that's a dope-looking place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one interesting thing that I learned today, actually, while watching the Celebration Celebration video, um, was how Marauf Macquarie, who had made a couple of different cityscapes um, in his concept art, how one of them was supposed to be Alderaan, um, but it kind of ended up being Lethal, because it looks a lot like what uh, they turned into Lethal for for rebels so i wonder if they're going to kind of have to change what their original thought Mm -hmm. was for alderaan there not that they were ever planning on sticking with the original quarry images but yeah i mean almost nothing came out the way that ralph McQuarrie originally envisioned it yeah they they tweaked it along the way and as, as different hands touched it it changed so i don't think they need to stick to that uh, and then as far as the Ahsoka role in The Mandalorian, um, I actually kind of skipped over that. Uh, if you guys want to go read the article, it's on um, StarWarsNewsNet.com. Uh, but 
personally, I'm like, you know, that's so close. Like, if it was a couple of years or still a year out, I would be interested in, like, getting every information, all the information I can. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, it'll be out in two months. I'm just going to wait and see it. <laughs> yeah. That's how I am with the films, too. Like, uh, I would, you know, eat up every trailer and every, you know, interview. And then as we would get into, like, December time, they would have all of the TV spots. And mm-hmm. if you watched all the TV spots, you could get a little bit of new information from this one or that one. But I always just skip them because it's like, I'm going to see it in a month. And, yeah, you know, I want I want to take it all in in the theaters. Yeah, I remember in episode seven, I was pouring over, like, um, on YouTube, if you pause it and then you hit the, the little greater than or less than arrows, uh, you can move through it frame, frame by frame. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was going through those trailers and TV spots frame by frame every every single time a new one was released, looking for like a new frame that we haven't seen in the in the last one. Um, <laughs> after after episode seven, I stopped doing that. For eight and nine, I I just would look at the spot once and then leave it alone. I think that's what's going to be interesting about um, Star Wars going forward. Now that it's supposedly mm. coming out in O two, but uh, that might be pushed, um, and then or not O two, sorry, 22, uh, mm-hmm. 24, and 26, I believe. What are these? Uh, Is I that can't remember. Seasons but of either Mandalorian? Way, no, these these are Star Wars movies. Um, what movies? That they've announced. They haven't said what they were. Oh, yeah, interesting. Just, there's movies oh, that's right. They out, were pushed back a little bit. Yep. They were, yeah, and they might be getting pushed back even further. Um, yeah. But I'm just curious, you know, now that we're going to have such a big gap in between our movies, if it's going to be that way again, or if it's not going to be a big enough mm. gap for it to be that way again. Because, yeah, episode seven, seriously, everybody was doing that on YouTube. They were pouring through frame yeah. by frame, trying to find all the information they can. Uh, and it might be the case with this because it's going to be something new. I mean, episode seven was relatively new uh, from what we saw in the trailers. Like, we had no idea what to expect for it. We didn't know it was going to be kind of an exact copy of four but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and again i like seven i know preston you're not a fan of it but i i personally do i uh, think that's a fun film to watch but um <laughs> we won't go there we won't go there not this episode uh <laughs> uh what was the next story here um yeah rumors on obi-wan kenobi series didn't we already talk about that yeah, I wonder if I, I think I got the same story on here twice. Put that oh, a uh, new black series of Cad Bane. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Oh, man. Okay, this is the one that I was excited about. This is the one, I don't know if you recall in our uh, little pre-production meeting, if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, you were talking about something. I don't remember what it was because I I was scrolling through the news, putting these on the list, and I saw the story, and I went, ooh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. And it's because Cad Bane is one of my favorite designs in Star Wars. Uh, he's a little hokey, but he's just like so fun hokey. He's like that old, you know, cowboy with his big old hat and his tubes coming out of his face. And it looks like he comes with that little droid, uh, Toto 360, which I didn't know that was his name. That's something I've learned today. So that's cool. But hmm. I have been pining for a star wars black series um cad bane 
since I had found out that they were doing a six inch scale. Like that's, this is the one that I wanted. And of course, you know, they've come out with six Leia's and 12 Luke's and 1900 Han's and 12 Chewie's before they came out with this. So every time something new comes out, I'm just like, give me Cad Bane, give me Cad Bane, give me Cad Bane. And it's here and the box looks incredible and it's probably $640, but I'm going to buy it. Uh, no, it's probably going to be twenty four ninety nine. But yeah, I mean, even the packaging looks really premium. It does. Uh, it looks better than a lot of the packaging for um, previous Black Series. I mean, the the figure looks the same as far as quality goes of the others. Yeah. But the packaging yeah, I'm going looks through awesome. it, and it's not like the most incredible sculpt in the world. But you know, it's it's not a sideshow. I'm not expecting that. He's a little chubby. He looks more like a Duros here than he does in um, in the series, right? In, in the animated series. Yeah, the animation in Clone Wars is all very skinny. I remember when I first yeah. saw Padme, I was like, "What the heck? Eat a burger." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, he looks more like a Duros here because I I honestly didn't even know what species he was just from watching the episodes with him in it. Oh, but really? Looking at this, yeah, it's immediately obvious that he's a Duros. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I like about the Black Series is they keep consistency. So even like, mm. you know, their animated characters like Hera and uh, Ezra and whoever, um, Soka, they are always made to look like how you would maybe picture them in a live action. Um, or they're at least on the same style as all the other figures that are live yeah. action. So, yeah, I'm pumped for this. I don't know if there's a release date on it. Uh, available fall 2020. Yay. That's now-ish. Yeah. Uh, I guess technically we're still in the summer, but... Okay, available in the U.S. beginning October 1st, so a month from today. This will be not hitting shelves because nothing ever does anymore. Uh, (laughs) It's supposed to hit shelves, but might have to buy this online. I went... Okay, this is... Circling all the way back to our Star Wars, uh, what we did for Star Wars-wise this week. But uh, <laughs> I went to Target yesterday um, to just pick up some stuff for work. And mm-hmm. like I always do whenever I go to Target or Walmart or any place that sells toys, I swing by the uh, the toy section. I always start in the Legos, mm-hmm. and then I make my way over to the action figures. And um, Target has, you know, this big over arching hood thingy that says star wars and it has pictures of darth vader on it not a single peg had anything star wars on it i kid you not huh there were multiple pegs of wwe toys you know for all the kids out there that like watching wrestling so it's huge with the five to ten year old market <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but not a single Star Wars action figure or even lightsaber or even, like, Funko Pop toy, anything. Nothing Star Wars under their Star Wars sign. Huh. Was, I wonder if they're and there was no production. Maybe. There was no, like, pegs for it either. Where, like, you know, you'll find empty pegs. And you go, oh, some somebody came in and bought them all. But not even an empty peg. I was so, like... I wasn't, like, mad at them. I'm not going to go write them a letter, but I was just like, really? Is this the world we live in now? <laughs> well, that's why you got to go back and buy vintage stuff. My brother actually sent me um, a picture of the anti- of an antique mall, and he's got a bunch of the uh, prequel um, uh, toys, the six-inch 
six six inch figures from the nineties. If if they don't have anything on the store shelves, you gotta go back to the antique stuff. And my brother um, sent me. He's like, look at these old vintage uh, Star Wars figures from the nineties at, at in an, an antique mall. Um, it was pretty funny. They they were cool figures, but they're just like the Episode One stuff. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I have some he of those. Was, yeah, exactly. I, I have the um, Garandan one. I guess that's not. I think that one came out in the nineties. But um, yeah, it was just funny that he was like, "Look at this old stuff." Like, yeah, it's not that <laughs> old. <laughs> um, yeah, I I have a place uh, here in Utah called Rogue Toys. Uh, I think they have them in um, Las Vegas as well. That does a lot of the vintage stuff and mm-hmm. yeah that's that's always my go-to because they always have something fun you know uh, and it's more of a trip down memory lane where going to the stores now can just be frustrating yeah exactly so, um well last little bit of news here uh there's a new um trailer uh, released at GamesCon uh, for star wars squadrons and it was their kind of story mode trailer um and it actually was pretty good the uh the trailer itself I actually really liked the editing of it but that's a whole other can of worms um <laughs> but the the game you were kind of saying earlier preston how your excitement for it has fizzled down a little bit uh, mm-hmm. as time has passed and i will say watching this trailer it's probably done the same for me um not necessarily because time goes on, but the more footage I see, I see that it's like, okay, this looks like Starfighter Assault in Squadrons, mm-hmm. or I mean in Battlefront, and it yep. takes place in the same time. Yep. I am excited to see, you know, Hera and, uh, you know, get a little bit of story there. That could be fun. But mm-hmm. really my main excitement that's attached to this right now is the fact that it'll be on VR. So that still has me super pumped to see how that'll yeah, turn out. You've definitely got to get it for your quest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to be a day one adopter of it. Um, I'm hoping that around the same time uh, Fallen Order will come out on Stadia because that's where I want to buy it, and mm-hmm. I still haven't played it. So hopefully that will be my Star Wars game that I'm playing at the same time that everyone else is jumping on Squadron. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably still get it day one, I mean, especially for mm-hmm. the VR. Um, I'll probably buy it on the VR first, play it, see if it's like you know, it's like, oh man, this would be better on the Xbox because I could do more or whatever, then maybe mm. I'll buy it for the Xbox as well. So, Yeah, and I'll come over and I'll play it on your VR too. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, and you'll have to check out, um, this is another news story that we didn't really add, but uh, I guess they're doing a 360 tour of Batu, um, which I think is now available. So I'll have to check that out on my Quest store uh, after the podcast because... You actually, yeah. you haven't been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, right? That's right, yeah. That'd be okay. really cool. Are you able to walk around? I think so, but I'm not 100%. That's oh, cool. no, no, you can't. Sorry, it's a video, not an oh. experience. Um, well, I got a phone. I can just do the, the, you can do 360 stuff on your phone. It's true, yeah. <laughs> so, and you'd probably get better resolution on your phone, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in other gaming news, uh, Sims 4 apparently is doing a, uh, a Star Wars um, event, which, I mean, I asked you this earlier, but does anyone ever play Sims anymore? Like, <laughs> I think I don't think that there's like a huge player base compared to a lot of other games, but um, I think the people that do play it are pretty, um, pretty into it. Because I, I occasionally see people still playing The Sims on YouTube. I don't watch the videos, but... Yeah. I see them posted, 
And from my understanding, um, this is like a, a full expansion. So you, there's like a whole Star Wars expansion in Sims now, which is kind of hmm. cool. Yeah, that does sound kind of cool. I I remember when they did the um, Star Wars expansion or, or um, event for Fortnite, I downloaded it because it's free, and I mm-hmm. tried it out, and I realized you have to, like, you know, be good at Fortnite or have <laughs> jewels or whatever the currency is to, to get the yeah. skins, and I was like, oh, no, never mind. So I just kind of walked around. Yeah. <laughs> I had to walk around Fortnite land and, and listen to Palpatine say, I've come back, but I can't tell you how or why because the creators <laughs> don't really know. <laughs> when was that? I don't remember that. That was like two or three weeks before episode nine came out. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was. No, it was actually sooner, I think. I think it was like a couple of days because it was like there was some actual like important information about his return it was the so oh he, i do remember this yeah 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 you know how in the in the cross is the dead speak mm-hmm. so that was his transmission and mm-hmm. they play it in Fortnite. it's like i gotta go to Fortnite to learn canon for star wars what is this <laughs> what a weird world we live in it truly is yeah yeah next we're gonna you know find out about uh you know Yoda's heritage on uh, Fall Guys or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a baby Yoda Fall Guys skin. Oh, that would be so cute. And they're already pretty cute characters. Yeah. And the more I talk about that game, I just the more I want to play it. Like, I bet yeah. I would be so frustrated and so bad at it that I'd want to stop playing it immediately. But mm-hmm. until then, like, I want to check it out. So my... Uh, the guy that that shares this house with us um he has a playstation 4 but one mm-hmm. controller so i gotta go get another controller so i can play it with him <laughs> just get the mad cat controller the mad cat controller you don't know about mad cat no what's that they're kind of like the crappy knockoff version of controllers it's like the controller you'd give your little brother oh gotcha <laughs> yeah actually i might have one of those for xbox <laughs> I don't know if they did they do Xbox. I mostly used it for like GameCube. Oh really? Yeah, the GameCube Mad Cat controller was like smaller and it was see through plastic and the buttons were a little bit different and they always had like a turbo button which I never understood what it did. So that's like the one I have too for Xbox. It's I don't oh, know if really? it's Mad Cat, but it's see through and um, <laughs> okay. it vibrates way too much. Like. <laughs> seriously whenever i get shot i feel like a, a, i'm holding a washing machine in my hand because it's just like like crazy and That's it great. has little leds that'll flicker mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it's like you're holding oh. a washing machine at a rave every time yeah. you get shot <laughs> I, I i had a controller like that and um you can't play in the dark because it's just no. too bright like you can't even see yeah. the screen you have to like put your hands under a blanket yeah so you blinds you play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, well that's pretty much it for the news there might be other stories out there that we have missed uh i'm sure there's a lot that we missed in the in the past month but Mm -hmm. uh that was from at least the last couple of days or so um so yeah the last thing we kind of wanted to talk about a little bit before we uh hang up the old microphones Mm -hmm. uh was just our experience at the watching empire in the theaters um was there anything major that stood out to you aside from like what you said earlier with the set pieces 
looking a little more like set pieces <laughs> yeah. uh, on the big screen. Well, see, I, I agree with you. I think that they do definitely look more like, like sets, like they were built for the scene. Um, but at the same time, they were also still like man-made things. And so being looking like they were made is a good thing, I think. Um, oh, yeah. that Yeah, it's not a critique on the film at all. Mm-hmm. It's just something that, yeah, we noticed. Yeah, because normally on your on your TV screen, the you, you can't make out like the little tubes and pipes in the background. But this time it was it was like really obvious, um, and it was really neat because that's the kind of stuff that I really like is the objects that tell the story. And so seeing the background, the sets, um, the costume design, the the handheld props, those sort of things were really fun. Like um, on Hoth when they're um, kind of panning across the the main command room and there's the people with like styluses like poking the acrylic sheets with (laughs) circles drawn on them like it's really obvious that they're just a static acrylic sheets but they're like poking at them with little styluses yeah attached with wires Um, that kind of stuff i really like so that was fun yeah absolutely i the thing that really stuck out to me was um you were kind of mentioning the pipes in the hallways where where lucas is is kind of telling or is telling where uh, Han is telling Leia that he Han loves is her. telling Leia, yeah, that he's leaving, uh, yeah. and yeah, and that she likes him. But wow, I cannot think or talk today. Uh, it's late. <laughs> yeah, it is. But the uh, it, it it looks like all the pipes that are just like PVC that are you know just like glued to the wall or whatever, and then they just yeah. cover it with like insulation foam to look like snow. And it, it looked is, yeah, it looked very much like they just sprayed on some spackle yeah. or something until in, into like certain areas where the snow had condensed. It which looked, is didn't look like snow. Nothing is something I've never noticed. Like it's always mm-hmm. to me been just like, oh, that's ice. That's those are icy right. pipes like covered in snow. Like duh, that's what that is. And this time, or even like Dagobah, we talked a little bit about Dagobah. I think uh, while we were watching yeah. it. We were really bad theater attendees, by the way. We we were chatting up the entire time. Uh, you know, we'd just lean over and be like, "Oh, to be did fair, you notice how this and this and this, or did you read about how this scene said this and this?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, to be we were. Fair, like, there was like one other couple in the theater. Yeah. Um, so the only people that we were really bugging was like my wife and I think Brandon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it was a social distance theater, so yeah, I, I don't think the other people were, you know, more than f- three or four rows, you know. Or, or as close as three or four rows to yeah. us, they were they were quite far away. So, uh, and we were pretty quiet. But um, yeah, we were talking about how in Dagobah, how it looks a little bit more like a studio. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think did, did you might have asked me right? You said was this filmed in a in a studio? Uh, yeah, I, I asked if it was filmed on a soundstage because that's soundstage, what it looked yeah. like. Yeah, and did it did it ever look like that before seeing it in the theaters? No, because. Um, now on on the theater you can tell that they've done some like little tricks to make it look like like it's a big forest but Mm -hmm. um but really like there's a wall just like two two feet behind that tree or something right they had to cover up the wall so that was a little bit bit more obvious but um so that was kind of like a downside to it but the upside was um so many snakes we were able to see like every single snake (laughs) yeah there, there are more snakes than I realized. Um, there's just every, like in every single scene, there's a snake. It's crazy. Well, and the, okay, the part where he goes down into the cave, I've always noticed mm-hmm. that iguana, but this time it like really hit me how much wildlife was just chilling on that soundstage. Yeah. Like, 
you think craft services was just like moving like you know iguanas and snakes or whatever to to get to the food or whatever like yeah man if you want a donut you're gonna have to work for it yeah snakes i think i remember seeing um or maybe it was an article or i saw an interview i can't remember where mark was talking about that where he was just like i had to get used to reptiles really quickly because they were just everywhere on that day we were yeah. shooting that's why han didn't come with him to dago buzz because uh he that's doesn't right. like snakes and and him and indy are the same character right mm-hmm. I, yeah i've seen that theory it's just uh his dream in the carbonite right. uh, <laughs> um the other thing i noticed in that scene too was i don't think there was like there's there's shots where they show water right where you see yep. the the serpent or the the creature or whatever um or like right when r2 falls in but the other shots where you just see r2 like driving around uh with his antenna up and he's just standing on top of the x-wing like screaming down at him i don't think there's water there i think it's just they fogged the entire floor Mm -hmm. so that they could do whatever they want which i did see some behind the the behind the scenes stuff and i i think you're right that they were just standing in fog and moving around his little antenna yeah yeah and then i i they probably did insert shots for those water scenes that they actually had the water so yeah yeah it was really cool and then um unfortunately i started getting kind of tired towards the end of the film and so i fell asleep about the time when uh they were making their escape like i fell asleep during the i am your father scene (laughs) okay the during that part though when they're making their escape for uh-huh. some reason in the theater, I noticed this time that the that sequence um, after they pick up Luke to the end seems so much longer than I remember. Yeah. Um, there was more shots of like Darth Vader and like them leaving Bespin, and I don't know if I remember that on the original uh, cut of the film. I wonder if there were some stuff added in the special editions. Mm. I'll have to go through. There's videos on YouTube that show like every change made, um, yeah. but it was interesting to me because there was just a couple of scenes and really just shots, not scenes, where it almost was like George Lucas went back and said, "Okay, I just want to explain to the audience real quick how Vader got from Bespin to his Death Star, or not his Death Star, his Star Destroyer." Mm-hmm. Now I never needed that because, like, yeah, I assumed he just went back to a Star Destroyer. Like the people he was after are gone. What is he gonna do? Hang around at Bespin for another week? Like. Right. And I don't really need to be shown him getting onto a shuttle and then getting off of a shuttle. And yeah. I don't know if those were in the original. And so if someone's listening that knows, uh, let us know. But yeah, I, it, to me, it was just kind of weird. Like I had this. Uh, yeah, it was weird because I have the DVDs that have the closest to the original cuts on them. And, and that's um, what you always watch. That's always what I watch. Yeah. Instead of the. Until Disney Plus came out, and then I started watching yeah. them on Disney Plus. But um, I yeah, didn't so seeing the difference, that was weird. But I, of course, I was kind of half asleep during that part, so yeah, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I saw. Um, one thing that I, I guess I just never realized it was that whole conversation of freezing Han and carbonite is. Um, I, I guess I never realized that Vader's plan was to freeze Luke. Oh really? Know. I don't know why that never like stuck with me when every time I watched it, but this yeah. time I, I noticed like, that uh, Boba Fett was like, "Hey, what if, what what if he dies?" And then Vader's like, "Oh, don't worry, we'll pay you. Uh, we'll we'll compensate for yeah. it." Yeah, 
Yeah, I guess I just never like paid attention to that part before. So what did you kind of think was going on then? Did you think that like Vader was just freezing up Han as like a favor to Boba Fett? Like, okay, well, let's get I, him frozen for you and then you can take him. I guess. I, I guess I always saw it as more just like Boba Fett was doing the freezing. Like he mm. froze him in carbonite. Um, and I will say like that must have made a trend because in the Mandalorian he now has like a, a right. specific a specific carbonite freezing chamber in his ship and that seems like a very acceptable way to to transport bounties um yeah i, I have in, a feeling word got around <laughs> yeah like in empire it's a it's like an experiment like they're just testing mm-hmm. it out and han's like the first person to ever be frozen in carbonite and then uh, i can imagine having him hung up on Jabba's wall for a while really got the word around. Yeah. And I wonder, cause like three PO, I don't like, he might not have been the first person to go through the carbonite. Cause three PO seems to know that he's like, Oh, he'd be quite safe in there. Like as long oh, as he true. survived the freezing process. But uh, um, to me, that kind of was it, it, that red is like, Oh, from my understanding that he should be fine. Yeah. Um, because like, Lando says, um, I can't remember the line now, but he says something like, it's not for people. Like, yeah. we, we use that for carbon freezing. You're not supposed to put a person in there. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if they do have carbon chambers that are designed for people. Uh, uh, see, my interpretation of all that was that it wasn't designed for people, and like Han was the first one, and that C-3PO was just saying, like, from my understanding, he it, it shouldn't kill him. Yeah. So, because there is examples of carbon freezing um, prior to that, uh, yeah. but it's mostly legends. I don't think any of it's actually oh, canon, okay. but you see it in like the old Republic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, remind me how the film ends because I fell asleep. I'm just wondering what I missed. So they have the fight out in the big funnel <laughs> where Vader tells him that he's his father, and then yep. he falls, um, and they catch him. And then that's basically the end, right? So, yeah. And then it, it shows a kind of a sequence of scenes of Luke going, or Luke's on the um, uh, Falcon, and he's hurt. The Falcon's trying to get past the Star Destroyer blockade that's blocking off right. uh, Bespin. Uh, and Leia kisses him. Yeah, Leia kisses him again. <laughs> that's right. I, I forgot yeah. about that one, too. Yeah. Um, and then he, or and then <laughs> there's like an argument about the hyperdrive, and they, uh, I think, man, I'm having a hard time remembering. We just saw this like a week ago. Uh, <laughs> um, R two tells him about something that he learned on the Bestman computer about the hyperdrive, so he fixes right. it, and then they blast out of there, uh, and Vader's all super pissed. Um, <laughs> I will but, say that was that was one of the things I realized um, because. Episode seven, you know, they, they say that that copied episode four. Um, and and I didn't realize that, I guess, it just, it's been a while since I watched, watched Empire. Um, and episode eight also kind of follows a similar, uh, well, there's, there's like a similar MacGuffin in episode eight and in episode five. Oh, for five. sure. Yeah. Um, in that the ship can't make the jump. <laughs> like right. it can't jump into hyperspace yeah the ship's reasons. incapable mm-hmm. yeah but I, I guess I kind of forgot that the the Falcon the entire 
the entire film cannot make a jump into hyperspace and that's like the whole reason they're stuck in all the situations that they are right yeah so. it is the same as eight like in eight you have the jedi who leaves to go um in the first scene really because i i consider the end of seven the beginning of eight um mm-hmm. but she leaves in the first scene to go to the jedi master to get the training and yep. the rest of the crew has ship problems and can't get away from the vampire or the first order and so they're being yeah. chased by him the whole time now in eight you know they're getting chased through asteroids and they're finding places to land and it's you know not just mm-hmm. a you know a, a physical chase through space like <laughs> number oh, eight you is. Mean in, in five yeah or in, in five, five sorry like, yeah, yeah they're yeah, going yeah. into space worms and all sorts of stuff right exactly exogorths um is that what they're called? I just, yeah. I'm, called. I'm pretty sure that there's like official stuff that says space worm. Oh, there is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're okay. known as space worms for years, and I think it's probably one of the role playing games. It's like, well, let's name this thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, very similar films. I think yeah. um, up until the interesting thing is they almost reverse the film because the ending scene, um, well, not the not the Luke ending scene, but the the scene on crate is almost reminiscent of Hoth. That's right, right? Hoth. Yep. So that's so weird. It, it it's it's so it's like it's one thing to pay homage, but it feels so much just like kind of copying and not being able to come up with original ideas. Yeah, a little bit. I but, still really like eight, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think eight still um, has some really great moments, um, except. <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, I still I I actually don't mind that iron joke, um, but it still feels like it's out of space balls. <laughs> the iron joke? Yeah, where it's like it looks like it's um a, a ship coming down for oh, a landing, but yeah. it's really just okay. an iron pressing the first order uniforms. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I actually Sorry, don't said mind iron. It. I was thinking like metal. Oh no, yeah. I actually don't mind that joke, but it still feels like it should be in space balls. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Empire, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it is kind of like a filler episode, though. <laughs> Not a yeah. lot actually moves forward. You get some character development um, and some learning, but like nothing really happens. <laughs> There's definitely character development, and, and, and you do learn that he was his father, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, story-wise, you could skip the beginning of six and all of five almost like you could you could just go from you know the end of episode four blow up the death star uh and now the empire is coming back at them um or has built another one and so now they have you know now they're gonna go and try to blow it up again yeah but that would be like an even stupider movie. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. Episode, episode one, we destroyed the Death Star. Episode two, they rebuilt it. Let's destroy it again. <laughs> episode three, they built it on a planet uh, this time. That's right. Now it's on a planet. <laughs> episode four, there's a big fleet of ships, and they all have Death Star capabilities. <laughs> and the guy who died is now a zombie grandpa. It's so yeah. funny that it sounds like a parody, but it's real. <laughs> it's the real. It's the real thing. Uh, and we love it and we hate it and we love it and we spend our time making podcasts about it that's Uh, a part of it yeah but it's really good to go back um it's actually like i said been a long time since i watched empire i've watched um a new hope over and over again that's like i just keep going back to that one um and i I need now i need to i need to finish off return of the jedi um it's been a while since i saw that one as well 
Yeah. A New Hope, it's easy to start that one, and then mm. you don't ever, like, keep watching, and so it's like, oh, I need yeah. to watch Star Wars again. So you start with A New Hope again. And <laughs> that's then, exactly right. That's that's what I keep doing with uh, Phantom Menace, so. It's like, uh, it's the old joke. Um, this one, not all of our audience will understand this joke, but the joke of uh, <clears throat> the, the most read passage is I, Nephi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because you always have the intention to start over and so you keep reading the beginning over and over again yeah 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 anyway <laughs> yeah that's a that's a little bit of a, a utah inside joke <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or not Utah. i mean it's it's global as well but um <laughs> well is there anything else you wanted to say about our, our experience and, and checking out the 40th anniversary uh release of empire strikes back no, it was a ton of fun. Um, Lando is just like the the best character. <laughs> oh, for sure. He's so cool. One um, thing that was interesting, uh, Brandon leaned over and told me, he goes, you know, after watching this, I now I'm realizing what a good job Donald Glover did in Solo. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I could see that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he got him spot on, but it, he didn't do an impression of him. So I think that was good. I think he, yeah. he did a good portrayal of him. So. Well, and that's the nice thing about um, Solo is I'm able to watch that and enjoy it because uh, I can kind of suspend, suspend my disbelief in that like people are different when they're young and they get right. diff- they they grow and their mannerisms can change a little bit. So there was like enough of him in Donald Glover's performance that you know who yeah. it is. But um, yeah, you can almost trick yourself into thinking like, oh, it's just he's uh, he's young, so he's different. For some reason, and it's probably because of the age difference, but like, I have an easier time seeing, you know, you and McGregor to Alec Guinness than I do like Alden Ehrenreich <laughs> to uh, Harrison Ford. Like, and I think it is the time difference that's that makes it easier. But because yeah. I think Alden Ehrenreich did a good job, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't see him as oh he grew up to be Harrison Ford. I see him as oh this is a different portrayal of that character. That's true. Uh, yeah, I love Alden Ehrenreich, um, and I've ta- I've kind of ranted about um, his performance in Brave New World, and I think he does a great right. job there. But he's not—he doesn't quite have the same swagger. Like Donald Glover was able to capture some of um, Billy D. Williams' swagger better yeah. than Alden Ehrenreich could do for Harrison Ford. Uh, one thing I noticed in this film, and I think I might have mentioned it to you while we were watching it, uh, Harrison Ford at that age almost reminded me a little bit of Corey Feldman. Oh um, yeah. And as soon as you said it, it, I couldn't stop seeing it. Is it Feldman or is that the, cause there's two Corey's at the there's time that Corys. were always doing films together. It's the one from the Goonies, right? No, it is Feldman. Okay. There was another, it was Corey Hyam is the other one uh, mm-hmm. that they did films together, but yeah, it's Feldman. And yeah, I don't know. They just kind of had that similar swagger. Uh, yep. to him, so. the hair as well the hair looked very hair similar helps. and they yeah. had there's some there was something about it and you're totally right the other thing that did mention and and i hope this doesn't um piss off listeners but <laughs> the uh level of consent was a little less than i had remembered <laughs> as a kid when it came to leia and han <laughs> after a me to america watching that is a little like Ah, I forgot the seventies were a little more wild when it came to a woman's consent consent of a, a man touching her or kissing her or uh telling her over and over again that she loved him. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, it wasn't like he wasn't a creeper, but I definitely it's definitely um, aged a little more poorly uh, mm-hmm. than than I had remembered seeing it as a kid for sure. So yeah, yeah, I can totally see what you're talking about. Um, there, there is the aspect of like she's very um, proper and it has like a. a a responsibility so she's not like allowing herself to feel anything and he's kind of like right. breaking that down that's kind of like the positive spin that i would put on it right but yeah very much in a post me too movement um world it, it does come off pretty harsh well and and she i mean because she doesn't really give him the signal of hey i'm totally into you he just knows that she is which he gets lucky because we know as the audience that she is as well right yeah especially because we've seen it a hundred times so we know about the kiss we know about the you know i love you i know uh but if she didn't reciprocate those feelings because she's kind of coming off as like oh i'm i'm just worried about the rebel or rebellion right now i'm just worried about you know my my people and i don't have time for love and he's just like oh come on you like a scoundrel like there's always time for love but if she would have just been like no, dude, I think you're a creep. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything um, he would have done priorly would have been like, okay, he went over some boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, like, if she had, like, because he even says, like, do you, do, uh, you want me to stay, right? And goes, of course, you're a great, you're a natural leader and you're right. a great starfighter. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, is that all? And it would been funny if she's like, yes, that's literally it. I just <laughs> need you for our cause, nothing else. <laughs> And, and she teases him a little. She goes, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, and she has kind of yeah. a flirty face. But there's a there's a moment where she says, stop, and he goes, why? And she goes, because it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and that made me uncomfortable. Like, to me, that's a definite, like, you've made me uncomfortable. You've crossed the line. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And he does. He, like, backs off a little bit. But, yeah, it just... <laughs> When you compare that with like him and Kira in Solo, Kira is very much like, oh, yes, I'm into this as well. Let's both consensually make out in Lando's <laughs> cape room, you know? <laughs> yep. That's funny. Um, yeah, it definitely was jarring. Yeah. Well, but now there's... that we've uh, belittled uh, the romance of... <laughs> no. There, there's worse examples, um, probably earlier examples in film, Oh, um, for where sure. The woman is like actively like trying to punch him in the face and like push him away, and he like holds her and pulls her in for a kiss, and those are like, oh, yeah. those are really rough to watch now. Film film noir, yeah, it does a lot of yeah. that. Uh, yeah, and I've like, noticed. So, sorry, go ahead. No, just like non consensual all the way. Like yeah. she's like kicking and screaming, being pulled into this kiss. I've seen that a lot, in, and then in she's just films. like, okay, fine. Yeah, and, and like, like when what? it's happening, she's like, I guess I'm just gonna give into it. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> And the and the filmmaker, you know, back then, it's like, oh, that's just the the playfulness between a man and a woman. You <laughs> <laughs> did a pretty uh, good um, transatlantic <laughs> accent there. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, my wife watches a lot of anime, and mm. that's still kind of the culture a little bit in Japan, I think, because mm. um, I do see that even in modern anime where uh, the woman is like, no, no, don't, and then the guy's like yeah and then the girl's like okay fine and you're like what what are we teaching children about that but <laughs> yeah well i mean to be fair it's and it's not very exciting to be like if han was like leia would you like to kiss me 
and then she says no yes, and then... <laughs> no i agree um but i do think there are modern examples of like yeah. guy you know wanting to go for the girl and then the girl's like you know afraid of her feelings or is not you know reciprocating because there's some block and the guy is able to you know break through that barrier in a non-physical way yeah uh to get her to you know that's right yeah you're right. It is the, it's the physical way that he does it, right that kind of... that's the only thing if he kept on pressuring her about oh come on i know the way you feel about me that doesn't bug me as much as you know oh you you hurt your hand let me rub it for you and then <laughs> yeah, he corners her like physically right. corners her in this tiny little tight space and so she can't even get away <laughs> or she falls on his lap and he like holds her for a second and she's like yeah. let go of me and he's like don't get excited and you're like and then he like grabs her and yeah he like her holds off. her down <laughs> well when he like helps her up he like grabs her around the chest and like throws her off of him right that's <laughs> really strange uh and it's not all as bad as we're making it out to be but <laughs> and i can i can sort of understand it for like the brevity like they don't want to focus too much time on on the cat and mouse game and they just exactly want to like throw in a couple things here and there and then like have it kind of be set yeah, and it's easier to to show instead of say. You know, in TV, you spend a lot of time saying because it's cheaper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in a in a two hour film like that, yeah, you have to establish their cat and mouse game quickly, uh, mm-hmm. and then pay it off. So yeah. But I have noticed um, in number six, they probably touch less than they do in number five when they're like established as like kind of a relationship in number six you know they have a the kiss at the end and everything but it's like at that point he's giving her more boundaries than he did in number five right well now he's getting tied down so he's probably looking for an exit yeah exactly (laughs) knowing han he doesn't want commitment well it could be that he's more um now that he's dealt with this bounty hunter thing he's dealt you know with uh He's not as pressed for time. Yeah, like he's. I, I feel like he's. Well, not that, but he's. Um, he's kind of all on board for the cause now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's he's true. part of the rebel and he's become a general. So maybe he's more invested in the cause, mm-hmm. uh, and he's not worried about his relationship as much. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think that's going to be it for us today. Uh, unless there was anything else you wanted to add, Preston. No, that's it. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and do our send-off. We don't really have uh, any any listener questions because um, we haven't posted anything for anyone to listen to in a long time. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, close it out here. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, if you do have a question for us, do reach out to us. If we do get questions, we will be sure to record sooner uh, and more frequently so we can answer them. Um, so you can find us at uh, BTR Star Wars on twitter or btr star wars on facebook or um on instagram at beyond underscore the underscore real uh so go check us out any there or beyond the real pod on youtube um or you can email us at beyond the real pod at gmail.com so lots of ways to get in contact with us uh but yeah that's going to be it for us today thanks so much for listening and may the force be with you bye Nee, <laughs> <laughs>